Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Alex Burprod Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and what's your name? Sage. <laughs> and Andy Brant Bernard. Sage. And Fawn's out there somewhere. Fawny's here. Melissa's here. Melissa's here, here somewhere. Fawny's here, here. Jude isn't here for Daisy's the 2000. All wet. He's not. I went home for an hour and sat with him, though, because I knew you weren't home. Oh. So Sage and I hung out. Good. We'll be right back. A couple more special, very special guests coming up in the second hour with the family. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom Bernard here with John Schwartz, co-owner with brother Joe of AAA Movers, local and family-owned since 1964. John, can you break down your triple guarantee for our friends that are listening? I was afraid you were going to ask me that, Tom, but here goes just the same. There's our price guarantee. We don't play games with our price quotes like the other guys. There's our safety guarantee. Your health and safety of your items is our number one concern. And our satisfaction guarantee. Bottom line, we're not satisfied with your move until you are. Is there a free thing guarantee? Of course. Mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll get a free moving box kit with every move. And you'll save 50 bucks off junk removal with junk luggers. Ladies and gentlemen, your move is always triple guaranteed with triple A movers. That's our price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. Triple A movers. You may not move every day, but they do. An hour two that Sage has a sharky just like Andy. Yes, he does. Hot news at the moment. His, his sharky is blue and yours is gray. Mine was gray, yes. And smaller. Indeed. We went to the aquarium yesterday for fun. Yeah. Sea life. So, the Mall of America, Mall of America Aquarium. So Sage got a shark and Fawn got a mermaid. I forgot that that place is pretty cool. It is really cool. there in a long we time. We talked so about cool. it in the morning. I get. I went there with my kids when they were that age, yeah. and I got vertigo standing in the thing. It is I, a yeah. little woozy. Fawn, after yeah. a while, she was like, can we get out of here? Because yeah. the people in front of us going through the tunnel took forever. Oh. They were stopping at every fish and taking 27 yeah, pictures. But, I was like, I'm going to barf. Yeah, but, get out of yeah, here. Okay. I'm not, I feel fault. good I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, I definitely. It wasn't their fault they got wedged in there. They were big and... Yep. 
Well, they were. Oh, had some size well, there's there's a lot of mirrors, and then with yeah. the stuff floating mm. around, you're a little bit, and it's well, and dark you're in, a in tunnel there. And it's yeah. dark. Yeah, it's after like a, a while, little bit like whoa. Fawn was like, I feel weird, trippy. Twelve like, foot it... shark right above your head. Yeah. That was odd. Yeah, that was a great time. The jellyfish room. The ray. Oh Forgot gosh. all about the jellyfish room. Do we have a guest on the horn, Andy? We sure do. We got Paul McCurio. Who? Paul? Who? <laughs> Never heard of him. COVID Kenny. Is that who we're talking to? You know, here's a man, by the way, I cannot get this vision out of my head, sitting on a beach on the Atlantic Ocean with Catherine and Paul Mercurio and me. I'll never get that out of my head. It's your fault. Beautiful day. It was gorgeous. What's happening, Pally? Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing well. Nine years, 2,000 episodes of this bad boy. You've been on it many, many. When are you coming to town again? Get, Get off your butt and get to town. What are you doing? Yeah, we're just, I'm going to start coming out again now that people are vaccinated. I mean, I had COVID, so I'm still dealing with, like, I'm, I guess they call me a long hauler, so I'm, like, still dealing with stuff from it, and I've been a little hesitant to kind of go near people. But, so, uh, well, how was that? How was having COVID? Well, I mean, I'm still really tired from it, like, and I, I sat on my stamina back, and I got, like, joint issues, and they don't know, like, they just don't know why any of this is happening. Like, I've been one of this doctor, like, one of the best COVID doctors in New York, and, you know, you'll sit there, and you'll go, like, oh, I'm, I'm tired all the time, <clears throat> yeah, and I lost my sense of taste and smell, and I, yep, yep, we've heard that, and I got aches and pains, yeah, we've heard that. And you could say anything, like, you know, um, you know, frogs crawl out of my butt every Tuesday. Yep, yep, we've heard that. You yep, told me that, right. yeah, I remember you told me that. <laughs> it was a big problem. <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> and uh, which isn't a bad thing. And uh, so they just don't know. And so, you know, they got me taking a couple of different meds to kind of deal with it. My blood's inflamed, and so they give you these meds and stuff. And then I think probably... Like the worst, one of the worst things is you get friends that try to help you with stories that, oh, God, you know, yeah. like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, this one guy's like, uh, oh, you got it, huh? Yeah. You lost your taste and smell? Yeah. Yeah. I got a friend of mine. Yeah. It's been over a year. He still doesn't have his taste and smell back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then another guy, um, he was, he was fine. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. This is what he said. He goes, so you know, that was fine. And, you know, he's out and about and out of bed and. About a month later, he had a blood clot and collapsed in the parking lot of a Walmart. I'm like, what are you doing? Why is he telling you that? Exactly. And then, and then another guy, he goes, yeah, yeah, he thought he was fine, and six months later, his lung collapsed. I'm like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. I can't do this. <laughs> I understand like, that completely. Facebook medical degrees. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. And um, so, you know, it's just been, the, the fatigue has been a real drag, and like uh, you know, I, I feel like a ninety-year-old man some days. But um, you know, and I'm uh, in New York is you know coming back. But that's get, that that's been weird. That whole thing here has been just so bizarre. You know. No, um, I did see the Colbert is going to bring back an audience. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, um, we're looking at June fourteenth. Uh, we're going to do some test shows ahead of time, and they are going to open it back up. You know, we weren't sure because it's a Broadway house basically it's a theater from the 20s so like we weren't sure if we we're going to go the way that broadway was going and open up like based on their schedule but yeah. i guess because of people vaccinated and stuff but the city's been it's coming back but it's been like it's just been weird it's been like too quiet like like you, i like i would get up at like six in the morning and just jackhammer around the city just so i felt like things were normal <laughs> you know what i mean like just just stand outside people's apartments and just yell in different languages, you know. Um, and so, but I think things are coming back to normal because I saw two cab drivers get in a fight and, and uh, classic, like, over a parking spot, I think, and they both got out of their cab and they literally it turned into a fist fight and they had their masks on and they were fighting and then I think one of them realized they're supposed to be six feet apart so he kind of like ran backwards a few feet and like ran at him just <laughs> windmill like, from six feet apart it was like yeah. exactly it was like a big slap fight like <laughs> you know, uh, so it's just yeah so it's just been uh, you know we've been out of the city up in uh, up in Connecticut hanging out up as much as we can so 
Yeah, you guys are all safe. Every nobody got it, right? Nobody got it that we know of. No? I've, uh, I, yeah, not not anybody in the family ever showed any sign of having it. So, mm. uh, although I do remember a year and well, a half. My dad ago, had it. Now your dad had her. Her ninety-four-year-old father had it and made it through. So that was good news. With no no yeah. no after effects whatsoever. Yeah, none. It was amazing. <laughs> well, thanks. I feel really good about myself. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Get some exercise. Jesus. <laughs> Can I come visit your father and have him beat me in arm wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> come over here, Sonny. We're going to Indian leg wrestling. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for some of our new listeners, I, I do have to point out one of the great thrills of my life is having Paul Mercurio as a passenger in my car. Because it's nonstop commentary. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I... I uh, I actually go out of my way to make my wife pull alongside a car so I can give dirty looks. <laughs> um, so we're pulling onto the highway, and this Yahoo in an 18-wheeler decides he's just going to pull on. Well, no, we're on the highway. He pulls on, and he's going to cut right in front of us oh, God. like he's driving a you know a Mazda Miata. Right, right. right. And, and they're one of these guys. So my wife's just like, oh, drivers, they, they stink, you know, whatever. Me, i got to say something, right, because I'm like you, like you. What was that phrase we came up with when we were driving? Didn't we come up with something that we, we yelled did. at people? Yeah, we did. What was it again? It was... <laughs> I, and I think there was a swear word in it. So maybe of course there, there was. <laughs> There's a possibility there was a swear word in it. You're right. Absolutely. So I, so I had my wife pull up alongside the truck, right, just to make the point. I rolled the window down, and I and I, I didn't give him the finger, but I gave him one of these, like, when you know when you throw your hands up, like, what the... Uh, like that. Right, like, right. Drying truck, but I'm hanging out the window going 70 miles an hour and I'm like I gotta get some therapy because this is not helping anybody <laughs> well you should get therapy and I'm, anyway I, I'm gonna I'm, I was telling somebody I'm gonna miss COVID because I had an excuse not to be around people and I hate people like I know it's like I just can't deal with it and I'm not I'm out of practice when it comes to confrontation like you know how I am like I, got, I think I gotta say something all the time yes so I'm going to get my mother some coffee and I pull I pull into the drive-thru, and this conversation happens. I get, uh, I'd like a, a large hot coffee and a blueberry muffin. Okay, you want a cranberry muffin? No, a blueberry muffin. <laughs> and, and, you want a, and you want an iced coffee? No, hot coffee. You want small or large? Large. Okay, large iced coffee. Do you want anything? No, hot coffee. Yes, I'd like cream in it. Okay, a cranberry muffin. A hot coffee, and you want uh, you want something in that? I go, yeah. I go, cream. He goes, okay. And then he goes, okay, come around, uh, black coffee. I go, no. Something cream, half and half. I want something in it. Anything that's white. And I, that's what I said. Uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I'm, like, praying now if I go around that this guy at the window's not black, and sure enough, he's black. Whoops. Uh, Whoops. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, hot coffee really burns your face, I'll tell you that. Get <laughs> <laughs> a little pitch at you, did it? Yeah, a little, uh, I don't think I'm prepared to go back into the real world. No, now. you are. Look, you handle crowds better than any comedian I've ever seen. I mean, you drag people up on stage, and you get the best out of them, I think, better than anybody I've ever seen, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I'm not as strong as your father-in-law, apparently. I'm just a weak, shriveled-up old man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, the building the building had this policy of, like, um, only one person in the elevator uh, yeah. at a time. Oh, know? yeah, sure. Which, was, which, again, was great for me because there's nothing I hate more than having to make small talk in the elevator, right? Oh, yeah, yep. And... And if it's a building, like a business building, it doesn't matter because you never see the person yet. But these are people that you're neighbors, so you've got to kind of make small talk. And I just, I just hated it. And it was so great to get on. It was almost worth getting COVID so I didn't have to talk to anybody, you know? <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> and I, I mean, like, I just, like if, you, like, if you poisoned me, right? And I had to get to, like, the 11th floor in my building to get the antidote and then... I got on, and then, like, you got on right after me. Not you, my friend, but somebody I don't know. I would just get off the elevator and die in the lobby. <laughs> I, would just, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. uh, 
Can I just so, thought of um, something on this show? This show has four segments, a two-hour show. It's got four segments, mm-hmm. and 50% of the segments are taken up by Italian people. I don't know if I like <laughs> that or not. Hey, you know hey. what I like? I like a little gabagol and a spaghetti and a meatball. Yeah. Oh, God, where's Alex? Yeah. I one, Another thing I love, you would come up to Alex. Paul McCurry would come up to Alex and start talk, making up Italian words just to piss her off. It was phenomenal. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to go to the store. You want some pasta fajoules? <laughs> <laughs> that was so hey. fantastic. Oh my God. What a day today. Linguini camarada. <laughs> <laughs> she hates that miss, so much. Yeah, I miss seeing you guys. I'm really looking forward to getting back out there. Oh, you got it. Having you... our drives together and going <laughs> yes. golfing. I've been golfing with my son. It's going pretty well. well you said your, so son's a, your son's a pretty good player, you said, huh? He is. He hits it. He hits it long now. He's, he's kicking my rear end. He's and he's got a pretty good short game. And uh, it's annoying. I cut his hamstring. And, right. uh, Excellent. So I, yeah. You know, just to kind of have an up, a, a little edge on him. Well, but, you can uh, you can use the COVID excuse for the rest of time. Yep. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, you beat a sick person. Good yeah. job. Good for you. Kid. Oh, my COVID's acting up today. Mm-hmm. No wonder you oh. won. Oh, I need a I need a couple of strokes on this. Let's play best ball. <laughs> no, I should point out one of the great tips of playing with Paul Mercurio is uh, first time that I ever played golf with Paul Mercurio. We also played with Rick Bronson from Rick Bronson's House Comedy, yeah. and uh, every time that Mr. Mercurio would make up a, a putt, he would then run around the green with his putter straight up in the air, cheering for himself. Wow! <laughs> right. It was a real thrill. Right. I I still do that now, but I do it without pants. And, oh, it makes uh, it even better. That could that, 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 even better. I well, I was just feeling so. You're such a good golfer, and Rick, uh-huh. who is annoying just as a human being, and then <laughs> as, you know, I mean, I love him, but he's he's annoying. He's tiny, and he's he's wedding cake tiny, and uh, <laughs> yes. and, and he uh, and he and he just loves to put it in your face when he golfs. So I had to like I had like I had two good putts the whole day or maybe a couple more. I had to strut my stuff, as they say, and like kind of, you know. But I don't know. My um, it's just been good to. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with my son, which has been great. He's been home and stuff, so that's been good. And uh, although the dog kind of looks at me like, "What's going on?" You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. It's, it's like because like and, you know they're not used to having you around, and then like. It was like uh, initially the dog was like, "Oh, this is awesome! You're here." And then like, then it was like a second stage of almost like, "Oh, well, wh- why are you here?" Yeah. A lot. And then the third stage was like, "Would you just get out of the house? You're such a pain in the ass. Can you just leave, please." <laughs> you're a jerk. Like even the dog vibed that I, <laughs> you don't want to live with me. You know, it's just crazy. One of the great things about Paul Mercurio, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it was your father's funeral, if I remember correctly. And your mm. cousin was selling mattresses out of the back mm-hmm. of his car at the funeral. God. Yes. Which yes. I thought yes. was a nice Italian touch right hey, there. Shameless opportunism. Did you ever hear this American one, Doug? Mm-hmm. I have not. Oh, it, Paul, do you mind? Great. What was the name no, of no. Your, your cousin? What, the, what was his name again? My cousin, my cousin Bobby. Bobby. There you go. Bobby. Doug, Bobby, yeah. Bobby Paul. Was, uh, Bobby was a very handsome man. He's like six four, like an Adonis, like even better looking than John Travolta. You know what I'm saying? And he talked like that. And he uh, and he wore really tight pants, white, always white with white loafers. And, like he was standing in front of the social club, like you know, you know, the kind you see in the mom movies, because he was a numbers runner. And he'd smoke his cigarettes, and his legs were always moving. You know, like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, like, yeah. A live snake in his pants. Yeah, like there's like two live snakes in his pants trying to get out, you know? <laughs> and uh, and he basically, you know, just was your classic Italian, like, going to make money the easy way. I'm not going to get a job. Working is for roofs, that kind of thing. So he came to my father's open casket funeral, which I always love because they go, oh, he looks so good. I'm like, no, he looks dead with makeup on. It doesn't look good at all. Okay? <laughs> that's very true. Oh, my God. That Italian thing is so weird. And um, so so Bobby, you know, uh, and so everybody's there, like, at the at the funeral. And, you know, like, it's people come in, like, subdued colors, like grays and blacks and blues and Bob. And, sure. you know, and, and you're in the receiving line, and you see this long line of people. And at the at the end of the, of the room, way in the back of the funeral home, is this, like, 
fluorescent orange dot coming at us, right? And as it gets closer, it's my cousin Bobby. And, and, and none of this is made up. He, he came dressed in a fluorescent orange silk shirt, unbuttoned with gold chains hanging out. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's like he went and got spot and put it on his chest. That's how much chest hair he had, Sean. He had white slacks, white mesh loafers. He was like a creamsicle with chest hair, basically, is what he was. Odd. And, then, and it was the summer, right? So he put, he would always, he'd always, in the summer, he would never wear socks. He'd wear loafers with no socks, but it was the summer, and he wanted to stay cool, so he put powder on his feet, but he overdoes everything. Like, you know, he uses like a gallon of high karate in a week, right? <laughs> and he put so much powder on his feet that every time he'd step toward the casket, puffs of white smoke were coming out of the top of his shoes. <laughs> and I'm like, I leaned over to my brother Arthur, I'm like, I think somebody nominated a pope. I don't know what's going on with the white smoke. <laughs> so, so he comes closer, and he sits down, and he does the kneels and does the prayer at the casket, and he comes over to me, and... Um, and then he goes like this, he's, he's got, he goes, hey, uh, uh, Paulie, he goes, Paulie, uh, Uncle Otta, that was my father, Uncle Otta, he was a, he was a good man, and he grabs, you know, like when an Italian grabs your hand, like, the one hand by the wrist, and then pulls it in? Right. And pulls my hand, and, and puts his hand against mine, and he palms me, a little something for the funeral, and he palms me $50, like I'm a maitre d' at a restaurant. <laughs> at your father's funeral. Yeah, just to help out a little bit, $50. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Bobby, that's great. It's not going to even pay for the flowers, you cheap. Uh, so we leave. So now he's hanging out. And now, he, and then he did this, like, Elvis turn. Because you know, like, everybody's facing you when you at the casket. So right. There's a whole, like, full audience. And after he did it, I swear to God, he did this turn, like, thank you very much. And he turned to, like, the whole house, like he was performing. and just started, like, like... Like, you know, his, his, his hips were moving back and forth. Like, he was, like, going to do an Elvis song. And he's, like, perusing, I think, the the room for, like, women. Like, picking up women. And he starts working the room, and he's oh, hitting on God. women at the, at the funeral. Right? So we the funeral's over, and we leave, and it's night now. And we go, and the only cars left in the parking lot are, like, mine, my brother's, my mother's. And in the back of the parking lot is Bobby, and he's got, like, a van... And he's got mattresses pulled out of the van and stacked up all around the van, like. <laughs> and he and he said, he said to me, I said to him, I go, Bobby, were you selling mattresses at my father's funeral? He goes, Yeah. He goes, It was a great place, you know. People were kind of bummed out. They're sleepy. I figured they'd need a mattress. <laughs> yes, you know? they're sleepy. Sure. <laughs> I go, Bobby, you know. We have a furniture business, as we do that for a living. Like, did you, do you have an account with a company? He goes, nah, I don't have an account with a company. I go to the, I go, I go to the dump. They got them all over at the dump. Uh, and I got, oh. I got this uh, Chinese guy. I give him $50, covers them for $50. I sell them for 600 Oh, my God. You want in on this? You want in a little bit? I'm like, <laughs> like no, that's okay. He's like selling mattresses with bugs in them for $600 a pop. One of my and, favorite uh, things about that whole deal is that he dukes you a 50 at your dad's funeral. Yeah. 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 He's contributing. Else, yeah. Everybody else is putting it in cards, you yeah, know, like a with card. a nice note. Because he's got a, he's all flash. It's all flash. He was running numbers $100,000 a week out of his father's house after his father passed away. And he was driving a Jag. His wife was driving a Mercedes. They were all like diamonds and inks and this and that. No visible means of support. And, uh, and they busted him. And they, you know, they put him away for a little time for running numbers. And, he, and he, they did a sting. And he literally said to me, I have no idea how they knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did they ever figure it out? <laughs> Isn't that uh, wonderful? Well, do, you, do you go to, do you know many open casket funerals in the Midwest? I don't, I've never been I've to never one. Been when to when one. I was a kid growing up in, yeah. in New England, they all were, right? They all were, yeah, back yeah. in the day. The wake, the wake here is usually when they have the open casket. They have the open yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. They don't usually do it yeah. at the where, church. Where in New England did you grow up? Well, I was born in Providence. My uh, grandmother lived in Pawtucket. That's where my dad yeah. uh, was born. I was uh, born in Providence. 
Yeah, well, it's a small state. You're either born in you That's know true. Providence like or Pawtucket, or yeah. Uh, but I, I but I but we moved to Lexington when I was probably five or six and lived there until we oh. moved out to the Midwest. Oh, okay. So you don't have the you don't have that Italian garlic stain. No, on no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm old school Episcopalian. My forefathers taught the mar- taught the pilgrims how to make martinis. That's that's my family. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. So my thing. cousin Bobby, you're an Episcopalian. He goes, Episcopalian, what is that? You got a bad back? <laughs> <laughs> Sage, you liked that joke. Yeah, you got a two-year-old to laugh. That was good. He didn't hear it. Yeah, but he laughed. It's very funny. Doesn't matter. He's laughing. Exactly. He Peer pressure. It. You need to get to town, Paulie. When are you coming to town? Well, uh, we're looking at something later in the year, like uh, after the summer. So we're starting to kind of starting to kind of book stuff. I'm starting to feel comfortable going back because I, I got I got this scene at a club, and so I just want to make sure a lot of people get back. I'm not trying to lecture anybody, but I want to make sure that I'm safe when I go out again because I don't want to get this a second time or whatever. But um, but uh, I'm uh, so probably uh, you know after Labor Day, I'll let you know when we get a specific date, and uh, love to see you guys again. I miss everybody and. Uh, hang out and go driving with you and swear to people. Yeah, we'll go driving. It'll be it'll be magnificent. Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. It's just I, of course. I just cherish you your guys friendship. Family. Congratulations on two thousand. That's awesome. Not surprised, but it's awesome. Good thank you. you, sir. We'll t- we'll see you soon, hopefully. All right. Yeah. Same here. Take care, everybody. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Gentlemen, one of the nicest men, one of the funniest guys I've ever met, Paul Mercurio. Oh, hanging out with him for an entire day and what, just listening to him riff on things is amazing. That guy is so quick. It is unbelievable. But he, uh, yeah, he would, he's got a one-liner for everything. Not a problem at all. It's That's just a great the way storyteller. Catherine, I was going to throw in at the end. Oh, you know what? Can you hang around just five more minutes? Because Donald Trump's going to be on next. Oh, God. He, <laughs> he hates, hates yeah, Trump yeah. so much. It's he's hilarious. One of those, he's one of those constantly tweeting about how much he hates Trump guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for like a year and a half. And you're like, we get it. Yeah, we, we get it, Paul. We get it. Yeah, we know. <laughs> that would have been very funny. We should have done that. All right, we'll take a break. Be back with our final guest. We we won't even tell you who it is. Yet. No, or did we tell him? Two more guests, technically. Oh, that's right. We do have two more guests, yep. uh, which is great news. It's wonderful. We'll be back with the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile by Sanford. I'm all in with my profile journey, and I'm happy to tell you that I've lost weight, and I'm keeping it off, lost a lot of weight. So what's the secret to my success? One word, coaching. I have the best, and that has been amazing. Yeah, I just think the big part is it's changing one habit at a time. Yep. That's this yep. whole process, and you need a guide to be able to do that because we don't know you know, what all of the pieces are that you need. So discover them with your coach and put it all together. Kelly, how about you? We also have amazing tools and technology that that help people on this journey of theirs with our in-person coaching, but also our profile 3D body scanner, which which to visualize your progress in this journey is pretty motivating. Profileplan.com for a location near you. Oh, and Mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. Profileplan.com. That's profileplan.com. We're back with the Tom Bernard Show without Tom again. He keeps yeah. wandering well, in and out. It's so only the 2000th episode. There's really little reason for him to 
We have Walter hey, Cronkite hey. guesting soon and all kinds of fancy yeah, people. His, uh, yeah, his 2000. No hey, what are you doing He'll there? He'll be back any second now. Yes, so he will. But we, we have a guest on right now? Yes, we sure do. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's back. Dad. He's Hello. back. Here he is. Oh, Izzy, hello. Hello? Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Good. J oh, J Tom, JB's on the phone. He just Ooh, called it. JB. What's stiff? What? <laughs> what's up? I heard you're a big shot now, having all these uh, big names on your podcast. That's what I've heard. I've had a couple. I w wouldn't say a lot, but I've had a couple. So how's it going? You like doing a podcast? Yeah, because uh, it's been... Through COVID and whatnot, it's been pretty good to uh, express myself. Are you wearing a mask right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> I could hear it. What are you doing? Aren't you by yourself? No. Oh, you're not? Oh, he's no. at work. I'm at work. Oh, you're at uh, work. I you have know. to wear a mask at work? When did you get a job? <laughs> I've had this job for a year plus. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. Time flies. You know, i got to ask you something, JB, and I'm very serious yes, about this. You know how everybody's got this, you know, this woke culture and this and that and the other thing and all the rest of it. So my question has been, 30 years ago, 32 years ago, we bring in two black guys, two Jews, uh, a woman, an Asian woman on the overnight show. Where was everybody talking about, hey, we need to all work together 30 years ago? Where were all these people then? What happened? Well, that was because we were we were something different, and we were making money off of it. So people were jealous. So they wouldn't talk about it. Now, of course, if you don't do it, then you're a, you're a horrible racist and blah, blah, blah. But when we actually did it 30 years before anybody else did it, nobody cared. It was weird. Correct. It was just weird. I mean, you guys, you and Philip broke the mold in this market. There is no question. In that so you, many ways. In so many ways. You and Philip did. Yes. By broke, I mean ruined. No, that's not. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's frustrating because in this market, it's still very, very uh, low. Honky-ish? Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no. Very low. I mean, uh, one of the stations have given a couple of people weekend spots and celebrate like it's some great accomplishment. Oh, I know. Like, it's like, that's just throwaway time. How about drive time, either in the morning or the afternoon? Well, and the amazing thing, JB, is that when you and Philip were both on the show back in the day, it was the highest rated morning show in America, and nobody cared. It was like, what? Well, when I bring that up to people, nobody believes me. <laughs> they don't believe it was true that you were actually, no. you hung out with that guy? What the hell's wrong with you? Well, that's, and I'm, I'm and I gotta be careful how I say this, but I've said this to you before. Unfortunately, as soon as I bring your name up, for some people, they shut down. So. Isn't that hilarious? And they don't even know me. Isn't that weird? No. No, it's very strange. I understand it. Yeah, Catherine gets it. She does the same thing, but she's known me a long time, so that that. Well, you know, she's married to you. Exactly, it's oh, a whole deal. Believe me, there's been plenty of times where if I like going out with friends, I'm like, don't mention that I'm married to Tom, please. And they're like, why? And I'm because like, I don't want to talk about Tom all night. Yeah, you know whether they hate him or they love him, what's he, I just what's don't. What's he really yeah. like? Really, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. Well, and of course I, uh, they would anyway yeah. because my friends right. suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. I'm, yes. still, I'm still playing baseball at 59. I love. God, you're 59. I can't believe I'm it. I'm 59. Two days ago. Yep. Yep. The birthday. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Tom. I heard that you mentioned that on the radio station well, and the uh, podcast. And oh, and also the podcast. Thank mm -hmm. you. It was your birthday? But uh, I was playing baseball one Sunday over in St. Paul and. The opposing manager has been the opposing manager for years for that team in St. Paul. And all his new new players, he introduced me as, this is JB from KQ. <laughs> oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was like, uh, I'm not there anymore, or, you know, whatever. 
because, like Catherine said, you, you do have that fear of what are people going to say next. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And you, and you would believe half the crap I've heard over the years. So, so not all good. Is that what you're saying? Oh, oh no. I just, where do they get it? Where do they even come up with this crap? Huh. I, I don't know. Wow. It's been see, and I've never told you this, but I may have told. It was either Doug or Mike I told this to a couple of summers ago. I started a relationship, and it was, we were three, four weeks in, and it was pretty good, and I had her listen to the podcast. I had made an appearance, and she ghosted me. After appearing on this podcast? Yep. Oh, that's right. Didn't she say it was the most racist show she'd ever heard? (laughs) Yes. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it must have been Mexican Monday. She yes, it was on Mexican Monday. She could, it was unbelievable. Oh, Lord, Taiwan Tuesdays. What? What the hell is Mexican Monday? I just made it up. We made it up. It's, it's not a thing. He's just being racist for yeah. fun. You know me. I hate you, everybody. You know Sprinthal. It's just how he is. I hate it. Well, but it's you know, like I said. It was it was groundbreaking, but not only that, it it's helped me through the years, and it's helped, still helping me now because, like I said, with my with my own podcast, um, which I tell people tell my guests I was going to write a book, but I don't know how to write a book, so I decided to have a podcast. Well, see, there you go, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, and just have people I know on to. Um, tell their stories but it's also allowed me through this mess of covid and racial tension change in athletics and all these things that are going on today it's given me a chance to have my own voice yeah there's nothing wrong with that man so, when, when you coming over to the house, man? We've been there like a year, and we still have, well. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody in two years now. It's un. It's weird. Well, number one, it's hard to come to somebody's house when they don't give you an address. Well, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> you know Dang. how to text. <laughs> and number two, number two, you just don't invite yourself, especially in, in these days and times, to anybody's house because you you don't know what they're. Where people are at right now yeah. with having guests and whatnot. Well, yeah, we've suppose. never been weird about it. No, so you got to come over for dinner one night, JB. You live about two blocks away, so it's not that far. Well, I probably run past it, so you, you might. might. Yeah, you might. Yeah, I'm. I'm still running. I ran four something yesterday, no, Tuesday. Four point one. Phenomenal. My time's dropping because they got me on all types of medication. Why do you want all kinds? Can't, what? They can't figure out what's what's causing the numbness in my hands and feet. Don't tell me that. I didn't need to hear that. Are you okay? As far as I know. Jesus. I mean, they've done every test they can think of, and they all come back. Well. Either negatively or positively in my favor, so. Well, that's a very good day. Just don't forget what the two boys said to the old woman the, uh, in the back of the pickup truck in Grapes of Wrath. I'm really worried about Ma. She's getting awfully old. Yeah, she's 55. <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. She's really old. She's 55. <laughs> JB, I will reach out. So I'm assuming you have the same phone number, so I will reach out and we'll get yeah, a little dinner on the docket. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because I'd, you know, like to, to discuss more about my show and whatnot. And for people who don't know, it's called JB's Low Tech Podcast. JB's Low Tech Podcast. And they can find right. it and, just about everywhere. Well, you can find it on Podbean, uh, for sure. Podbean, okay. Yeah, and um, I also started a glove repair, equipment repair business, which has actually been doing surprisingly pretty good. Good. Glad to hear so it. They're my number two sponsor on the podcast. That's how it should be. All right, Pally, <laughs> we will reach out well, and we'll get together. Yeah, and I just want to say congratulations to all of you on 2000. That's a hell of a mark, especially for somebody who just hit number 30. 
Yeah. Hey, that all, hey we, you were you were a big part of the 2000s, so it all worked out in the end, man. Well, it's um, I only do it once a week, and you guys do it five days a week, so that's do, pretty cool. Do you use "I'm Black, Y'all" as your theme music? Uh, no, that is used for my um, best of or lost episodes. Good, good. I, I've even had I've had four of those. Well, good. So you are using it still because we need that. It, it made its debut on the KQ Morning Show about twenty-five years ago, and it needs to continue. No, I am using a different Tony tune for my opening. What is it? Uh, all it's called "All Bitch Please." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, hey, whatever works. Red Red Fox says, "All Bitch Please." No, Del Reese says, "All Bitch Please." The uh, to Red Fox. Yes. That's exactly it. <laughs> and then she asked, do you want a sandwich? And there's other, <laughs> well, do other you? stuff Tony threw in there. I love so. it. All right, Pally, we will see you soon. Thank you so much for calling in, JB. It's great talking to you, Pally. Uh, well, thanks for remembering me. It's nice to be remembered. <laughs> we we all believe that's true. It's nice to be remembered. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, gang. Thanks. Bye. You too. JB, ladies and gentlemen, one of the two first black men ever on the radio in the in the state of Minnesota. What do you think of that action? Well done, Tom. And no, not well <laughs> done, Tom. I'm just saying nobody cared, but now it's all they care about. But they don't look back and go, you know, this happened 30 years ago. Don't That's what happens I'm, I'm, when you're ahead of your time. I guess. I'm a little concerned that he fell for Mexican Mondays. Yeah, though. he did. He thought it was real. <laughs> he actually thought it was real. <laughs> Mexican Monday, Taiwan Tuesday, right. Not Uyghur Wednesday. <laughs> we got it all. We got it all cooking. Oh, yeah, no. it's our favorite, favorite slave show on Wednesdays. You guys haven't seen oh, JB right. in, okay. in two, years. two years. I saw him at the Container Store. He came in. Oh, he did. Me. He did. Oh. So yeah, was he, he wearing his mask? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, wears, I mean, he loves that man. That I think the last time I saw him was the old studios because they used to come in and it's do Fridays once in a while. He'd always fall asleep in the show. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. when who was on. He never fell asleep when one guy was on. One guy? Who? Remember? A comedian? He went oh, after J.B. Oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. It was phenomenal. Oh, God, he hated Gilbert. We have Louie on the phone. Well, he hates Louie, too. No, that's not true. Louie, uh, how are you, Pally? I'm good. How are you, Tommy? Marvelous. A bunch of really, really close friends have called in today, and I just uh, it mm-hmm. makes me very happy. 2000's episode, nine years in, and uh, man, we had all these... All Yay, these... 2000 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you did episode one. You do remember when I did episode oh, one. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> The Nick Swartz My God, that's such an accomplishment. So and you realize well. you, can account, you can account for your time 2,000 times unless if there's a trial. Yeah, we got alibis. We do, yes. I was on the podcast. It wasn't me. That's what I will tell mm-hmm. everybody. I, I, that, was the day Cath, that was the day Catherine missed it, though, so I don't know where <laughs> he was. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Louis, I, one, of my, one of my great uh, memories... Uh, of being your friend for many, many years. First of all, when you, when you brought about the 15 dozen donuts to the very first show at Treasure Island in Vegas, and then again when I watched you accept the Emmy Award for Best Actor, I, it, Louis, that was one one proud moment, the fact that I I watched you be so grateful that you won that Emmy. It was wonderful. I think, though, also you were a predictor of that Emmy early on. That's true. Yeah, I did say you're going to win that yeah, thing. Yeah, you said, you know. you're going to win that. And I go, ah. Ah. Well, you're a beautiful <laughs> woman. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> you know, I'm actually, a, I, I actually look like a real woman. I don't you look did. like, a, I mean, I was able to make the transformation. It was amazing watching that very first episode. And here comes Louis. Louis a, Louis a woman in, that, in, in the show. And it was... You did a hell of a job, man. People loved it. Well, obviously, you don't win a you don't win a Best Actor award unless you're doing a good job, man. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a great thing. You know, it's always I'm happy that I won it, mostly so people would, you know, this is I used to get mad because people never thought I was a very good actor, and I go, I don't care what you say. What? But um, 
then when they started saying that, this made me laugh hard. Oh, I didn't think you had that in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Minnesota thing to say, isn't it? Yes, oh, it yes. is. You are correct. That's a very Minnesota thing to say. No doubt about it. But that changed my whole career at 61. I got the part of my lifetime, and I've been working ever since. Oh, God, you've been working. Yeah, but you been, I, look... Let's not forget being on the Carson show. That kind of helped you out, too. I'm pretty sure you killed it on that show. Well, that show, I mean, gave me a career. It did. The next day, I mean, people were saying, you were great last night. And I go, oh, God, well, who are you? Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, and that was really a, a eye-opening thing. And people were interested in making deals. And I went to the uh, Vegas and... Then I got I opened for the Commodores the next week on the Vegas Strip. Oh God! Jesus, I just—it was a whirlwind. That it was just like everything you dream of doing. You know what's weird, Louis? That can never happen again because of streaming. Hardly anybody watches broadcast TV anymore, so I don't know that it ever happened again. Not that many people. I, well, Don Shelby was I, on the first segment. He said there used to be three stations, now four hundred and fifty. So yeah, you got yeah. no shot at numbers like that no. anymore. You can build a yeah, he had 20, I think Donnie had a steady 27 million people. Oh, God. Wow. Unbelievable. And that was when there was less than 60, probably about 60 million watching TV then. Yeah, there's about almost half the, half of the people available to watch television. It was wow. unbelievable. Yeah. That show was huge. And nothing will ever I'm top sorry. that, Louie. No talk show will ever top Johnny Carson. It's not No, no, happen. nobody will. No. You know, um, have you been watching the late night thing on uh, CNN? Uh, no, I have not. Wa- I, I have not. It's I've... worth. It's really worth watching because they really do show the actual transformation of, you know, from uh, Steve Allen to. Oh. You know, and they have all the early Letterman stuff on when he was a weatherman, and then a daytime show, mm-hmm. and then they really show the transformation of late night and Johnny how he you know what happened and how he did it and people you know his family talks and people who were there talk you know people who are yep. close to those people so it's fascinating to me God you look back at those can you believe that a kid from St. Paul all of a sudden, there you are on uh, on the Johnny Carson show, and Johnny's just falling apart. I'll never forget watching that night. Johnny could not handle it. He was laughing that hard. Well, no, I would. It, uh, it chokes me up. Oh, Louie, love, we love you, Louie. That's the very reason we love you so much, man. You're part of the family. Do you want to call back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm okay. No, you're but not. you know, I think oh. it's good to be. I think it should be emotional about stuff. Why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't very much show the sign of a real woman or a real man. That's what that is. That's all that is. No. It, well, we had so much fun. I mean, you're right. It'll never be the same. It will never everything be the same. Everything has been. Everything's been cut up and dissected and and uh, minimalized and. And um, analytics and, you know, scrutinize, they scrutinize everything. Nobody's getting uh, more than a couple seasons, it seems like, yes. on TV anymore at all. No, you know? that's true. You know, one great thing. And they don't, they want to own everything now. Yep, they do. They want to own all your images. They want to own everything you do. Yeah, it's all about money now. It's all about the moolah, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> money, money, money. Money, okay, money, very, money, 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 money. Very quick story. Uh, this is about four years ago. Louis comes over to Catherine and my house for a New Year's Eve. And the nice thing back in those days is when we lived on the lake in Golden Valley, they used to shoot fireworks off over the lake on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, the fireworks go off, and Louie comes to me and he goes, Tom, could you do me a favor? Next year, will you cut that tree down? Because I couldn't see all, all the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a tree cut down. Yes, absolutely. Louie, I'll cut it down. No problem. Why didn't you make your house taller? Why didn't you make your house taller? Why, what are you doing? 
go. Why didn't you have an observation deck? Yeah, yeah. I should have had an observation should've. deck for the for the fireworks. Is that that New Year's that the governor and everybody was there? Yes, everybody was there that night. It was unbelievable. Um, Tommy P and uh, his wife and uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Everybody was there. Norm Coleman was there. Tim Pawlenty and his lovely wife were there. Everybody was there that night. No question about it. Glenn Mason yeah. from the Gopher football. They they were all there that night. It was God, what a what a fun time. It was the greatest. So now, when are you coming to town? Well, I'm thinking of coming in. I want to see my sister, and I want to see some other family members, and come and see you guys. And so I'm just trying to figure it out. Probably in the middle of June or at the end of June, maybe do a show. Um, you know, I'm just trying to figure it all out, just planning-wise. So. Well, let me know in front, because uh, i got to make a reservation at Bar La Grasa when you're in town. Mmm, I love that place. It is good. Can Northern. I get some extra everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you then, know, um, how's, you know, like, um, I was going to say, it's really crazy. I've, I've worked this weekend. I got a part on a show. Oh. That, um, that just I auditioned for it. It's a fabulous show. And I did two uh, episodes. I did one Friday and one Monday, and it was so much fun, and they were so great for me. It's a show on BET, and it's called 20s, all written out, T-W-E-N-T-I-E-S. Okay. And um, it's a really great show, and the girl, uh, JoJo T. Gibbs, is a comic who's so talented, and we had a, so, a, a really fun time. And the whole crew and the cast were wonderful. We were shooting it in Sino and and uh, out in uh, in uh, Van Nuys, and so I got to see all the California haunts. And uh, just it was just weird. I flew in. I hadn't flown, and um, you know, did that whole rigmarole and. It was really exhausting because you don't realize that you haven't done anything, you know. You don't realize it takes a little out of you. I haven't done anything. Well, I suppose that is true. Louie, I'm going to make you tear up again probably, but that's a tough hop the way it goes. So <laughs> people don't know this. Some people do, but a lot of people don't know that my mother and Louie were very, very good friends. My mother adored Louie Anderson. And after she died in 2008, we went back and kind of put all her stuff together. And my mother had about 50 statues of angels because she was an ardent Roman Catholic. Oh, my God. She had angels everywhere. So there's like 50 angel statues. And right in the middle is a Louis Anderson statue. So it was Louis and all it was the an angels. It's an altar to Louis. It's the rapture. <laughs> it was on. She adored you. I, honest to God, I will never forget oh, that. Oh, Louis, we forgot to tell you. Um, there was a little clause in Toots's will that we didn't know about. She asked, yeah. she asked for some more tickets, free tickets for your shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know that story, I'd love one you? of those angels if they're around. Oh, God, wow. Those probably. Hey, um, probably. I'll tell you why this uh, is emotional. Oh. Today is my mom's birthday. Oh. oh. It was Fawn's birthday yesterday. That's Fawn's right. Fawn's birthday yesterday, yeah. your mom's birthday today. So very it's great, you know? Yeah. It's like we're saying hi to our mom. Yep. Yeah, and, we are uh, indeed. My mom's trying to get my statue back from your mom. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're arguing about it right now. Very quickly for the audience, because I know Louis has got to get going here, but very quickly. My mother uh, talking to Louie, and Louie goes, uh, Toots, I'm coming to town. I, uh, I'm going to appear at Northrop Auditorium, so I was wondering if you need some tickets. My mother goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. It'd be terrific. He says, well, call me, like, tomorrow or the next day and tell me how many tickets you need, and we'll get you all set up. And I'll hand it over to Louie for the punchline. If you remember, do you remember the amount of tickets? I thought it was like 19. Yeah. <laughs> it was tw- I thought it was 22. <laughs> Her close yeah. personal friends. Yeah. How many yeah. tickets you need, Tuts? You know, you take a pause, and then you go, sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
She, there go my profits great. for the whole week, yeah. but okay. Oh. <laughs> my mother would walk around at a Louis Anderson show like, yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, I'm a big shot. Did. Oh, God, that made her feel she so good. She liked to name drop. <laughs> she did indeed. She loved well, it was really fun. It was uh, great knowing her and great having that mom connection because I got to play my mom eventually, and I'm waiting for Tom for me to do another show. So you play your mom. Yes, that would be all we took oh, to be very That would be really, we're sitting on a bus stop complaining about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Although if I played my mother, I'd have to deepen my voice. I'd yeah, have to talk know. right Start down here. I'm going to get my voice deeper if I'm going to play my mother. Yeah, Honestly, you did have yeah. a deep voice. Louie, you got to come to town. We'd love to see you. we got to take you out to dinner, Pally. I love it. And, uh, you know, I have a special... A virtual special on Russ Pick. Oh, uh, excellent. June 12th. June 12th. If you guys would uh, mention that, I'd be appreciative of it. Okay, I'll I want new material. We should get you on and the morning show and the show, too. Guest. I'm going to have a special guest from Baskets on the special. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. That's very, very yeah. nice. Is it the Coyote? <laughs> it is the Coyote. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got to get rid of the coyote. <laughs> get rid of the coyote, ladies and gentlemen. Louie, I will tell you. I love for, you guys. Love you, too, and love I'll tell you. you why I love you so much, Louie, because you were great to my mother. My mother adored you, and, uh, you know, you're just, the fact that you start crying makes you one of my favorite men in the world because you, you really feel it. That's why we adore you. We love you because you're a very sensitive guy, and you're, you're just, and you're quite funny, too. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to keep trying to be funny because really that's what it's about. All right, Louie, we'll see you soon. You know, we've got enough trouble in the world. We need yes. to have mm-hmm. Yes. You are correct. Get to town soon, pal. All right, love you guys. Love Thanks you for too, having me on. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. What a setup that was today, ladies and gentlemen. Don Shelby followed by uh, Jeff Cesario followed by... JB, followed by Louie Anderson, followed by God, all the great Paul Mercurio. No, I didn't forget about Paul. Believe me, I saved him for last because. Bada bing, bada boom. Exactly. <laughs> nice Italian boy came on. It was unbelievable. No, you know, you do forget about you know how successful your friends are. You don't even think about that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, your children are quiet. Did you tie them to something? <laughs> yeah, we better go check on your kids. We yeah, gotta wrap it up anyway. Sage had no pants on. Oh, <laughs> so like usual. The usual <laughs> well, he takes his pants new? off. <laughs> Doug, thank you for being all these shows all these years too, man. But I mean, all the years the show's been on. You've been here. Well, pretty much. I think yeah, I started much. not right away, but probably half halfway into the first year. It's. Uh, I remember going to, I don't remember who the marketing director was, and I said, I've got this crazy idea. This might be a good way to tap into the KQ faithful. Tom started a podcast, and she, it was Sue Lynn. Oh, yeah. And oh, she right. listened to it, and she goes, I'm totally hooked on that. I listened to 10 episodes last night. We have to do that. She's been long gone, but yeah. so we're still here, so it's no, great. It's just, it is terrific. It is no question about it. So thank you to everybody who called, and thank you for coming yeah. in today. And the whole family was here, which is really 2,000 nice. episodes. Mm-hmm. Holy, how did we... What? It's yeah. yeah. a lot of episodes. It's so many episodes. It's a lot of episodes. It is. At least yeah. you're not on buses anymore. Yeah, I used to be on the bus. <laughs> oh, should I close with that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. The old pickle parrot. In the old days, I'm down down at the cookhouse. I'm cutting oh, commercials. God, the There's a woman in town. Uh, and she wanted to go to lunch and grab. She's producing a bunch of commercials. I think it was for McDonald's, actually, if I remember right. Doing some McDonald's voiceover. And she said, well, let's go grab some lunch because we've got, like, you know, five commercials to do today. So let's go let's go have some lunch. So well, let's go to the Pickle Parrot there. Really good food. So she's sitting with her back to the window. I'm sitting facing the window. And she said, so your, your morning show, I heard it does really well. I said, yeah, it it's, does really, really well. And thank God people like it and all the rest of it. She goes... And somebody told me, like, you advertise on the side of buses? And I said, yeah. Matter of fact, there's a bus stop right behind you, and if when a bus comes by with the ad on it, I'll point it out and let you know, and you can see it. She goes, okay. So what it actually said was, Tom Bernard and the KQ Morning Show. Mornings from, it was 6 to 9 then. Now it's 7 hours long. <laughs> but as the bus is pulling up to the stop, I can see just the very end of my name. It just says, you know... A uh, A R D. So, oh, there's one. And I'm just about to tell her 
to turn around and look at the bus side when the whole bus pulls up at the stop and it says, Tom Bernard and the KQ Morning Show. And there's an arrow pointing to my name and then the word moron. (laughs) So I didn't point that one out to where I I waited for a later one. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Well, Unless you're Harvey Weinstein. Well, that's true. It's a very good point. But uh, thank you very much all for listening. Thanks for coming in. And we will talk to you next week with the family. Oh, and we're off Monday, right? Yes. Yes. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Day. Nobody will be working Memorial Day. We can just, we'll replay this probably. Yeah, it's a good idea. Let's replay this on Monday. We can can milk this for a little while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love the fact that Louis started crying. I know. And Shelby teared up a little bit too. Did he really? Oh, I wish I would have heard him. He was terrific. They were all just great. They're really, really close friends, really good people. And we will talk to you Tuesday, not Monday. Right. Bye.